This is the Laravel News Podcast, your one-stop podcast to find out about Laravel-related news, tutorials, packages, and more. Here are your hosts, Eric Barnes and Jack Frew. Hello and welcome to the Laravel News Podcast. I am Eric Barnes. And I'm Jack Frew. Eric, we've got another special episode for our listeners. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so Laracon EU is this week. Uh, It's going to be back in Amsterdam, and it's going to be pretty fantastic from everything I've heard. I've heard the same, and we have a special guest on the podcast today. We're going to be interviewing Sean McCool, who is kind of the organizer of that conference. He's going to tell us all about it, including how big it is and a little bit about the venue and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's exciting. I think uh, I read that this is the biggest... Laracon EU conference that they've had yet. So it's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah, it's huge. It's amazing how big these are getting. Uh, Eric, before we get into that interview, do you want to tell us about uh, Shippo? Yeah, so this week our sponsor is Shippo. It's uh, the API and dashboard for all your shipping needs. So basically you integrate with uh, their API and then from their API it connects to all these different shipping carriers. And it's super simple. You just do it. You connect to theirs. Everything's taken care of. You don't have to deal with you know, all these XML feeds from like UPS or USPS. Um, so it simplifies that and uh, they do real-time webhooks, address validate, uh, validation. And um, it's uh, if you're shipping products, definitely check out Shippo. It's awesome. Cool. What's the URL for Shippo? It is goshippo.com. Awesome. And uh, we appreciate having Shippo as a sponsor. Uh, and as a listener, we hope you'll check them out because they definitely make it possible for Eric and I to do what we do. So we definitely appreciate it. Everybody, I'm super honored this week to have a special guest. We've got Sean McCool. If you have been listening to the official Laravel podcast for a long time, you might recognize him as being one of the the founders of the original Laravel podcast. You might recognize that as the one that uh, Matt Jeffrey and Taylor do from time to time now. So uh, the other thing Sean's been really instrumental in for a long time now is the Laracon EU conference. Now, if you're not familiar, you know, Laracon US was just uh, a couple weeks ago and Laracon EU is coming up. Now, Sean, I think when I first heard about these conferences, I I might have assumed that they were all kind of put on by Taylor and the same people. But as I understand it, you know, you kind of are the one that that drives the European conference. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, what your role is and and how you got involved? And then then let's talk about the conference and what people can expect. Hi, Jack. Yeah. So, I went to the first Laracon, and I was actually a speaker there. And it was such a great experience. We got to meet all of the people who were working on different Laravel projects. And this was you know, really near the beginning. So everyone knew each other. It was a small group of people kind of helping to build and teach about the framework. Well, when we got home, we were thinking, man, that was amazing. But there's nothing like this in Europe. Let's have a meetup and just get to know everybody. Long story short, that meetup idea evolved into a conference, and then we had a 140-person conference in Laracon EU for our our first year. And every year after that, uh, more and more people came. We, you know, kept needing to size up the conference and and put on more and more of a bigger and bigger event. And then here we are in 2016 with maybe the biggest Laravel event in the world. It sounds like it. I'm only aware of yours in the US one. And uh, how, how big is yours? How many people are you expecting this year? Yeah, we're going to have 650 people come and then 22 speakers. So yeah, so we're going to be running around 680, 700 people, including staff and everybody. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, Laracon, uh, 
Lyricon US was also pretty big, but I think you guys beat them by, uh, you know, by, I, I don't, I don't know if the Laricon numbers included staff or not, but you, you know, you definitely have, uh, definitely beat them by, uh, by a little bit there. So it's, you know, they're running neck and neck. I think the exciting thing, if you're in Laravel right now, or if you're just learning Laravel, this first podcast you've ever listened to about it, it just shows to me how, uh, how vibrant and how alive the, the Laravel community is, right? For there to be 600 plus people on both continents, um, both sides of the ocean, if you will, like that want to go to a conference. Uh, I think that's just amazing. Right. So, so Sean, tell us a little about your, uh, format. What do you guys do for your conference? So this year, well, every year we try some experiments. So we're some developers who kind of grew up talking about Laravel and sharing information with other people. And now we've come into conference organization and we've done it four years in a row. Um, I have another conference as well. So we're constantly trying to learn how to, how to do a good job. So we rely on a lot on feedback. Every year, we've had to explore so many new ideas. So this year, we have 200 more attendees than we did last year. So some of the ideas and experiments we wanted to bring were to have multiple tracks. So previously, every conference had been a single track conference. We have everyone sitting in one room, two days of spe- uh, speeches, one day of workshops in the front, and that's it. Well, with this many people, we wanted to give also some more diversity to the content so that maybe there's something for everyone. And we divided the content into two separate tracks. We have one track that is heavily focused on Laravel um, and framework-related topics, and then another track that's focused on stuff like software architecture, testing, and you know, some project management stuff. It's like a variety of things. And so we worked real hard to set that up so that you know, there, there's really good content for all kinds of different roles in a company because Laravel is really used a lot in companies where you have to wear multiple hats. There's a handful of highly talented individuals who are doing a lot of different jobs. And so I think it really makes sense to have content distributed for, uh, amongst multiple topics. In addition to this, we have a third track, which is an unconference track. And the idea there is anyone can actually sign up for like a 30 minute, 40 minute slot and be able to stand up in front of people and and give a presentation so you can actually show up at the door with your ticket and come in and say i want to sign up right away and get your spot and then you know you're a speaker at the conference too and you can get some stage experience and you can get people you know talking about your ideas and so i think that's really fun but it's really cool to have like three basic tracks of content and one is completely wild card we don't even know what to expect until we get there yeah sean that multi-track uh, that thing seems kind of neat you want you want to talk about some of your headliners this year who you have who's going to be presenting and, and what kind of things they're going to be teaching people yeah so we have of course taylor Otwell. Uh, he created laravel and he's going to be talking about like the new versions of laravel and kind of just give a state of the union and at these conferences he's always revealing something new so i'm always excited to see what he has to say I never know. <laughs> he never tells me in advance. So it's always just to me, brand new as everyone else. So that's fun. We also have Evan Yu, who is the creator of Vue.js. And I think there's a big cultural fit between Laravel developers and uh, using developers using Vue.js. I think that, that, that these tools really go together well. And so I'm really excited that Evan was uh, interested in coming and attending and even giving a workshop at the conference. That's, that's amazing. Uh, we also have Lily Dart, which may be one of the most exciting sessions for me to uh, to see. It's about 
using the metrics that you have already from from your existing system and using those to do user experience design and stuff like this. So it's about like taking what you have and kind of, you know, using all of the buffalo, so to speak, and really kind of using that information to drive improvements into your system. I'm really super excited about that. Then, of course, we have the obligatory um, experts of TDD here to give us some insight. We have talks on event sourcing and user stories, recommendation engine building with graph uh, databases, which is really cool. If you ever needed to take somebody's search query and return an additional list of recommendations, you know that that can be kind of hard without a, a graph database. But uh, Christoph Willemsen is going to talk about how to do that with Neo4j, and I think that's going to be really neat. And, you know, just we have some really good stuff, how to effectively grow a development team, which I think is really relevant to the Laravel community. We're always, you know, finding new developers, and it, it's a, a talent that has to be developed. And I, I like to see people talking about this as well. Cool. Now, um, one thing I guess we should probably mention is as we're doing this recording, which is, I think, Thursday the 11th, uh, you still have a few tickets available. Is that correct? Yes, we do. Um, we had to set a limit on our attendance and for logistical reasons, and we're reaching the end of uh, that. We're basically going to sell out uh, in advance of the conference. So by the time this actually gets aired out, there's a good chance that we'll already be sold out. Uh, but it, it's a good place to be. It, it means that we can pack a lot of content in and really tailor all of this to a known quantity. And so I, I think it's going to make a better experience to everyone than if if we just kept that open. It's so hard too, because I mean, as an event planner, you, you do have to know, you know, the earlier you know how many people you have, the better, right? It helps you get sponsorship. You know, you know how many lunches you're negotiating over and all that kind of stuff. So if people wanted to find out more information, they go to, I assume this is laricon.eu, right? Yes, that's correct. Every single year, the Laricon's website are available uh, forever, including all of the additional media, like every single recorded session we've ever released. Nice, nice. So uh, so if you're listening to this right now, and uh, we, we're going to try to get this episode out a little bit earlier than our normal two-week schedule, just so that folks going to Laricon EU can listen to it on the train or whatever. But if you happen to hear this and you're like, oh man, I forgot to... Uh, forgot to ask you know uh, check over at laricon.eu and see if there's still tickets available and uh you know i suppose if you lived really close i can tell you one little conference secret is that i don't know the i don't know of a single conference that's ever turned away somebody at the door um you know so but but bottom line is uh it sounds like a good conference there so a lot of good speakers now you have um you have evan he did a talk at laricon us on uh, vue.js and what's interesting is he was showing us the vue 2.0 beta which he said was kind of for the first time when I chatted with him, it sounds to me like he might be coming out of beta with that maybe right around the time of your conference. So I'm kind of looking forward to see if, you know, if that's, does that mark his official release? And then, uh, Eric and I have an ongoing bet about like, when is uh five, three coming out. Right. And Taylor kind of talked about it a little bit at Laricon us, but he was like, it's not really ready yet. Like it's, you know, he's still working on documentation and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of an internal pool going as to, Will Taylor release that at your conference, or will he release it a little bit early? You know, we're we're all kind of waiting to see when that when that hits. You know, um, so lots and lots of good stuff there. Um, anything interesting about your venue this year? Is it the same one you did last year, or is it a different location? No, this is one of the experience our experiments we are making with this uh, this year because our venue is this 
amazing industrial it used to be a sugar factory like a processing yeah and it's just really industrial metal beams everywhere and then our staff builds it up this is a, an amazing conference at an amazing venue i'm i'm so am- incredibly proud of of being a part of it if we didn't have such talented partners nothing like this could have been done i've never seen this like anything like this before so speaking of designers i have to ask about this last year you guys had the most like outlandish, like not only artwork, but like I remember seeing some video where this artwork was like being drawn in like real time or something like that. Like, what was the story behind that? Like that to me, like when I watched that, I was like, what did they spend? Like they might just looked like the kind of thing you'd spend 10 grand having done. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that would be the cost. But we partnered with an incredible award award-winning company that does design and, and, and animation. Uh, called Superhero Cheesecake, and they use Laravel for all their projects. And so they teamed up with us, became a sponsor, and, and provided this material. And it's just beautiful and amazing. And I, this, these are this is what I'm saying: like the Laravel community has all of these incredibly multi-talented groups of people, and we're really lucky to have access to them. That's why you know so many Laravel projects and so many Laravel things have such amazing design. Where in other spaces you don't see that as often. It's just uh, a really wonderful place to to find people to, to work with and make incredible things. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about like if somebody was, and I know most people have already probably registered and all that stuff, but in general, do you have any advice for giving a person if they are trying to convince either their boss or themselves or a spouse or whatever, that going to a conference like this or any other really is a good investment in their, in their money and time. One of the things I think sometimes people will say is, Oh, well I can watch the, I can watch the video online for free. So there's, you know, there's really no point in going. And I don't know about you, but my, my personal experience has been that I never end up spending that time to watch that video for free, right? Like it's, it's out there, but I'd never, I never sit through it like I do when I'm at the conference. So tell me what your thoughts are. No, I think you're, you're hitting on something there. Like when I organize a conference, I don't get the time to actually sit and watch all the sessions. I'm lucky to watch a couple sessions, you know, and, and, and give it my full attention. So I end up actually watching videos later online once they're produced, once they're uploaded at the same time everybody else is watching them. So while I really do appreciate having those videos, and I know that the speakers appreciate having those videos to kind of try to get into more conferences and you know use them to, to kind of sh- highlight some of their skills, etc. I think that the biggest value is really being at a conference, meeting people who are doing the same kind of stuff you're doing, or meeting people who are doing similar stuff, but different in in a slightly different role that you can work with. And later, you know, weeks later, you can be talking to them about problems you're having, helping them with problems they're having. And you just end up with this support network and, and friendship where you have professional relationships that are also just, you just like being around them because you have things in common. To me, this is a primary benefit. I just really believe in support networks and, and mentorship roles and, and things like this in our industry. And if you go to a conference, these are the things that I think are the most valuable and will stay with you over time. To me, to me, that's why I wanted to do conferences. These are events that are kind of entertaining, very educational, but give people a chance to get those relationships with others that can really change their life. Actually. I agree with you 100%. Uh, the, the, the connections that you make at these things are important and they're I think from a social perspective, and I don't know what it is about human beings, but it's kind of hard to become friends with people over the internet, right? Like 
even the people that you see on Twitter a lot, and you might even comment on their stuff and they comment on your stuff. All of those relationships hit a different level when you meet in person, right? Uh, for me, I feel like the the most effective, I, I hate the term networking, but I guess the most effective networking has been actually at lunch at these events when everyone kind of breaks out and you sit down at a table with some people you don't know and you're all kind of eating your sandwich and you know someone starts talking about something that they're working on or you ask somebody what it is that they do or whatever. Um, that's pretty cool. One tip I want to share if you are going to a conference, and I'm I'm horrible at this, but thankfully other people are better at it than I am, is uh, if you have business cards, like put them in your bag right now. Like I'm, I know most people probably don't, you know, you get the box of business cards from work and they sit on your desk, like take them with you. And I was really lucky because I was talking to a few people and as I was chatting with a guy, he just kind of like reached into his bag and he pulled out his business card and he handed it to me. And my problem is like, you know, if you meet, I don't know, let's just say you meet 50 or a hundred people at a conference, I, you can't remember all of them. You don't remember whose Twitter you know, thing was what. So having that business card was really, really helpful. So I think if you're going and you don't have cards, maybe it's time to print some up on, you know, some paper and cut them up in advance. Maybe it's a little cheesy, but it's better than being forgotten. Right. And then if you, if you have the cards, bring them with you. Uh, Cause I think, you know, Sean, you just, you hit the head on the, the nail in terms of the, the length of the value, right? Like if you watch a video or if you attend a session that lasts an hour, you have an hour's worth of value. But if you make a connection with a person and you keep that connection alive, you know, that might be something that lasts you years or even a lifetime. Yeah. And while that's true, like I, I really, I believe that that's the, the core value. Also, I mean, you walk away having attended like 12 people's presentations about their ideas of something. And that you leave, I mean, just period, like at any conference where you're actually attending sessions, you leave changed and you have these, this new breadth of knowledge in subjects and topics that you, you know, you could have learned, but you haven't yet. I think that's, to me, that's, yeah, I agree. Like I, I remember at the last conference that I went to the, the Lyricon US, uh, Ben Ramsey did a session on HTTP two and kind of going into the background of that. And you're right. I, I could have learned all of that by reading, you know, and quite frankly, if I was really aggressive at it, I might have been able to learn it in an hour, you know. Yet, at the same time, it was one of those things that I had just never pushed myself in that direction. You know, the wind had never taken me there. And yet, the wind took me to Laracon, and then his session kind of talked about that particular thing. And it was, you know, it was a neat thing to know about. You know, it's, it's, it's the kind of thing I, I will make use of that knowledge someday down the road, and I'll be glad to have that foundation. One of the things, uh, be curious of what your thoughts are, Sean. I feel like with learning a lot of times in our heads, we feel like something's going to take a really long time to learn or a long time to master. And then we avoid it. Right. And then what we find is that often it's not that it takes a long time to master uh, or even to grasp, but it's that first step or two, you know, there's this term that, you know, that's been used forever called getting the ball rolling, right? A giant ball. Like I always think of uh, Harrison Ford running from that ball in Indiana Jones. If you've seen that movie, a giant ball takes some energy to get moving. It takes some effort. You know, you have to push on it really hard to get it going. But once it starts going, it, it requires very little energy to keep going at that pace. And I feel like learning is that way. And when you go to a conference and you attend, like you said, 12 sessions, those are 12 get the ball rolling sessions in many cases. You know, they, they introduce you to test-driven development or to Vue.js or to something that you've never really had time to sit down and kind of dive into. You know, none of us are going to walk away from these things being experts, right? But that 
quick start, if you will, that hour of, okay, now I understand it could mean that your next five hours you spend on that technology happens so much more efficiently and, and without stress. Like I, and maybe I'm the only one, Sean, but like, I feel like sometimes when I think about technology, like I love it, it's my passion, but it stresses me out too. You know, I think about like, oh, I got to do this and I don't know how to do it. And you know, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, maybe that. Yeah. Like a guilt, like a, I need to be doing this. And if I'm not performing up to this, then I need to pressure myself in some way to continue There's that, performing. But also the stress of not understanding things, you know, the stress of like, oh, I, this is new technology that I don't yet know how to do. <laughs> and, you know, there's so many things I would rather do than sit down and learn this just for the sake of learning it. Right. Uh, personally, yeah, I've always yeah. done the best when I have a, if I have a real project at work, like if the work comes to me and says, we need you to understand X, Y, Z and do this project with it. Like I'll pick that stuff up very quickly and I'll do fine with it. But in the back of my head, I'm also thinking, well, I should also know Vue.js, and I should know this and I should know that. It, it you know, the, the time to learn those things, at least for me is it's always kind of a, a challenge. So, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like there's kind of, you know, maybe that becomes two pillars of the conference. One, the tech talks, which give you that introduction to technologies you might not have had time otherwise to look into. And then two, the, the personal relationships that you build. Well, really, I think that the events, these events work on multiple levels. So you have those relationships and then you have these ideas. And the way I think you were talking a little bit about your idea of like a figurative inertia when it comes to learning and, and knowledge gain. The way I think about it is like the humans have this neural network and we're constantly at, through thinking, establishing connections between multiple networks of concepts. So when we want to learn something, one of the things that the way I think about it is I learn a little bit about it in a way that's not costly. It doesn't stress me out. It doesn't, you know, it's just a familiarity gaining. And after gaining familiarity for a while, it just, it keeps building up and my mind's able to make different connections. I can, you know, improve my conceptual modeling, et cetera. And to me, just taking the first step to just gently start touching ideas makes it easier to continue the next step and the next step. So there's very much that whole concept of inertia and getting that ball rolling, uh, in my mind as well. But when you go to an event, you have this broad, uh, like just a huge stroke of all kinds of different ideas. And your mind can be making new connections between those ideas and ideas that you've already had, et cetera, for months and months. You know, this is, it's something that embeds its way into your mind and, and changes the way you think about more things than you could really quantify. So uh, I really love the, the fact that Whenever you go to these events and, and you, you attend the sessions and you you know you participate, like the whole experience works at you from so many different levels. And what people, I think the reason people continue to go to serial conferences, et cetera, one conference after another, is because of that feeling of, oh wow, I'm so excited, I'm so motivated after these things. I'm I'm more in love with my my work, you know, than I was before. And I just love the passion for, from the attendees, the passion from the speakers, the passion from the organizers. It's a fun thing to do. This is a fun thing uh, for me to spend my time on. So uh, I really believe in, in, in these events tremendously. Sean, you know, as you were saying all that stuff, one of the things that rung true with me is you were talking about this kind of like layers of exposure, making you more comfortable with technology and things like that. And it wasn't too long ago, I just read, and when I say read, I mean, I listened to the Audible book from Audible, um, uh, this book called The Master of Disguise by Antonio Men Mendez. And what, what this guy was, he worked for the CIA and he kind of documents some of the stuff that he used to do and whatever. 
But what was really interesting in there is he talked about they would they would try to recruit other countries' spies to be our spies. And they would not just like walk up to a guy and be like, hey, you want to be a spy, right? Like they knew that didn't work, right? So what they would do is they would make themselves like visible, like they would be at the same coffee shop all the time and that kind of stuff, right? Like, and it was really interesting because I think there's like this element of human nature that we all kind of are afraid of or we reject things that are brand new, but we somehow absorb and make our own things that we've been repeatedly like made visible or whatever. So in terms of these conference talks, and as you were talking about with learning, I, I do, I, I feel that in my own world, like I'm honestly like I, you know, people that listen to this podcast know that I'm, my, you know, by day I do SharePoint stuff. I, I only dabble in Laravel and yet being around all of this Laravel stuff and just talking about it, I have a much better understanding of it today than I did a year ago. And yet I really haven't done that much work in Laravel in the last year, if that makes any sense. You know, I mean, I, I do a little bit here and there, but not nearly as much as some of these folks who are doing it full time and, and are really, uh, you know, knee deep into it. And yet I'm still, I feel like I'm still learning because of this exposure. Yeah. Um, I, you know, humans are amazing. When, when you are young, you are nervous about eating new foods. You're, you resist it. You don't like the taste. And that's just because the familiarity isn't there over time with exposure that changes. And this is just like a recurring theme in, in humanity. Yeah. Yeah, that sure is. Well, Sean, thank you so much for being on the show and uh, have a great conference. I know it's going to be awesome. And I look forward to hearing you know feedback from both you and from everybody who attends it that uh, talks about the different sessions that they were at and how those sessions kind of touch them and what have you. Um, for those of the people that are listening that don't know you, do you just want to share your, you know, like your information, like, you know, where do people find you on Twitter and that kind of stuff? Yeah, literally, I'm Sean McCool, one word everywhere. So twitter.com slash Sean McCool. SeanMC.cool is my website, my blog. And yeah, I mean, you can find me so easy. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you, are you saying, is there, is there a cool domain? There is. It's Sean, so I have SeanMC.cool. Maybe the coolest domain on the internet. I don't know, but I'm biased. I'm pretty sure it's the coolest domain on the internet. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> SeanMC.cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And again, if you're listening to this, go check it out, uh, laricon.eu. If there's tickets available, then be lucky and go, go, go get one and uh, network and, and expand, your, uh, expand your, your connections and everything. Sean, thanks again for being on the show. We look forward to hearing about Laricon EU. I know it's going to be a great success. Everybody, I'm super excited to announce uh, our next podcast guest, and that is, I'm going to say his name wrong, so I'm going to ask you to say your name. It's uh, Freak. Uh, Van, how do you say your, how, let's go ahead and say your whole name, Freak. Okay, here we go again. Freak van der Herten. Okay, so uh, for yes. for those of us who are in, um, like on my side of the pond here in America, I know I'd have no chance of, spelling, of, of saying that right, so sorry for, sorry for botching it. But uh, one thing I can definitely assure anyone who's listening is that my inability to say this guy's name is uh, not at all indicative of how much work you've done. So for those of you who don't know, um, you're do do you own Spatty? Is Spatty your firm? Is that? Uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a co-owner. So we're with uh, three owners. Okay, so three. so one of three owners of of, of a web. Yeah, I, I guess you'd call it a web design firm, Spatty. Yeah. and they're in Belgium, right? Yeah. And and uh, if you, I'm sure people like to me at this point, you guys are legendary. But if you if you're listening to this and you don't already know, Spatty has done how many? 
How many packages uh, you know, have, you, have you done now for Laravel? Are you, are you up to 60 or something, or is it more than that? I think it's for, for Laravel, it's, it will be around 60, I think, yeah. That's amazing. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. so, much, uh, so much great stuff. And you have, uh, you have really good documentation on all those as well, right? These aren't just like, you know, go to the GitHub page. You've got like a whole website dedicated to these packages and everything. Um, yeah. yeah, for our big packages, uh, we have uh, a site for that. But for the smaller ones, it's, it's just uh, just GitHub. But you still have but like it, a. I, I thought I remember you have a site documentation. It uh, just doesn't exist. But you do have a site that lists all the packages, right? Isn't there like a kind of a landing page? Yeah, on uh, on our company website, there's a there's a list of uh, of them. Okay, and but, for but, those uh, for those listening, what's the URL of the website, and how do they find that listing? And I guess that would be today because I did see you tweet that you guys were going to redo that site. So yeah. Uh, so it's uh, spasi.be so s-p-a-t-i-a dot b-e slash open source okay and that has and all that, your packages and that, that's all the packages now uh, well, well, the reason we have you on the show of course is we are uh, we're coming up with Laricon EU and you're going to be doing a talk there about what I think is my favorite package ever so do you want to tell our, our listening audience about, about your talk and about what you're going to be talking about yeah, so uh, my talk is going to be on uh, um, taking care of backups with Laravel. Um, I'm going to to touch on the on the package, of course. I'm going to demonstrate how uh, how it works, and I'm also going to uh, into the code because we're in a room full of developers, so it makes sense uh, just to take uh, a look behind the curtains. But I'm also going to talk about backups in general and uh, things that can go wrong with it, things you you should do. So it's not only about the package. Uh, that's that's the plan. Okay. And the package that you're talking about right now, just for those of you who, we've talked about this before on the podcast, but if you haven't listened to every episode, um, the package is called Spatty Backup. I think V3 is what you're on right now, right? This is the most yeah. current version. And uh, I can attest to this because I use it myself. It's a it's a wonderful wonderful backup package, and uh, I, I can go on and on about it. But bottom line is, if you if you have anything in production and you don't yet have a, a you know, really you should be using this backup tool. I think is a, the simplest way to put it. Um, then you definitely want to check out this talk that that Freak is doing because it, it is such a great tool. And uh, let me just tell you, like for myself personally. Um, I thought this was going to be kind of complicated to install. You, I, I, I created a Dropbox provider. So uh, what happens is the, the backup uses Fly System as its destination. And you can do Dropbox, but there wasn't like a provider in Laravel. But as it turned out, the examples that were on uh, the Laravel documentation are examples that you would need to create the Dropbox thing. Now, those of you who listen all the time, you know that Eric's kind of the smart one and I'm kind of the beginner. I figured this stuff out, folks. So if I can figure it out, I know any of you can. And it is just so amazing, so awesome to be like sitting at your computer and all of a sudden you look up and like a file has automatically been added to your Dropbox. Like not only do you know it's backed up, but you know you have a copy of it right there in case something goes wrong. And the reason I think this is so important is we've learned through denial of service attacks and through failures of ISPs or, or, or cloud providers that even if you have backups being performed, like for example, when I started this, I was using DigitalOcean's backups and they'll make a backup of your VM like I think once a week or something like that. But it's it's kind of a whole VM backup. It's not like just 
of the certain folders that you might want to go grab a file from. And and I don't know that I can say that it's unreliable, but again, if if they were to undergo a denial of service, then you're not going to be able to get in to get your backup, right? Um, so anyway, I think it's a great package. And I, 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 I can't even say enough thanks for creating it because it's, it's not only saving me a little bit of money every month, but it's also giving me so much peace of mind. The other thing I think is great about it is it's got this like really like amazing common sense, like backup rotation system built into it. And what I mean by that is like, if you've ever thought about backups, like you don't just want one every day because then like two years from now, you're gonna have like 700 backups. You kind of want like one every day for a certain number of days. And you want like maybe a weekly one for a certain number of weeks. And you want like a monthly one for a certain number of months. But on the days when like, like let's say you did a weekly and a monthly, well, you don't want two of them to happen on the same day when that daily and the, you know, when the monthly one happens. Right. So like, I don't know, this, this thing just takes care of all the rotation. Like it's just magic. It's just automatic. It's just perfect. So, um, thanks. (laughs) No, now you've also, you've been to Laracon EU last year. Do you have any, do you have any advice to share with people about maybe getting the most of the, of the, of the venue or of the place or their time there or things that you, you really enjoyed or anything like that? Um, let me start by saying that uh, Laracon EU last year was the best conference I I went to ever. Really, wow. and, and th- that was mainly because of um, of the people there. Because um, it, it's it's being said a lot about our our community that our community is very friendly, and at uh, Laracon EU you can really see that yeah everybody is just friendly with each other. You you can just go and chat. Everybody's really open about the stuff. Uh, they do. So if I have one recommendation, go talk to, to everybody between, between the sessions because uh, uh, you can learn so much by just doing a chat with, with other people. Uh, so that's, that would be my main, main, uh, main advice if you, if you were to go to, uh, to Laracon. Now, last year, the, the talks were, were very good as well. Uh, I, I remember the, the keynote. It was by by Matt Stauffer about empathy. That was really really great. It's 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 such a shame that uh, that Matt will not be uh, be able to attend this year's Laracon. But there are a lot of uh, other great speakers uh, this year as well. So it it will be great again. I know it. Right. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Matt has not dropped out of the Laracon space or anything like that. Um, what he has done is he has enlarged his family by one new person, uh, and he had a baby recently, so that was his reason for not uh, not speaking. He wasn't at Laracon US either this year, but I'm sure next year he'll be back in the swing of things. And he's also working on a book, which I understand should be uh, should be coming out. You know, I thought I saw like October as a publisher's date on that one. Um, in fact, you you looked over the book, didn't you? You seemed like you liked yeah. it. Yeah, I uh, I read an advanced copy with it, of it with uh, all the chapters in it except uh, the Laravel uh, 5.3 stuff because okay. uh, that wasn't out out yet. And uh, if I understand correctly, then uh, even Matt doesn't have uh, preview access to the unannounced feature. So the book wasn't the, those chapters weren't written yet. But it's really great. Um, I thought, yeah, this is uh, this uh, is a book for beginners. So uh, if, if, if you uh, don't have experience with, with the framework, then this is your book. But as I was reading it, in every chapter, there was little things I picked up that I had never seen, seen before. So I'm sure that everybody with a little bit of Laravel experience will get something out of the book as well. 
so I can really recommend it to 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 everybody. It's really yeah. really written there. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think one for the content, but the other thing is I personally still like the old paper books as opposed to eBooks. And a lot of the stuff that's been released has been ebook only. So I'm actually looking forward to just having a printed copy that I can sit on and not sit on, but sit on my desk and, you know, and mark up with a marker and, and things like that. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, any other tips for, for Laracon attendees? Let me ask, cause you're going to be a speaker this year. Um, what is, what is your feeling on people coming up and just saying hi to you that don't know you? Are you, you, you think you're okay with that? I'm perfectly fine with that. That's, that's what, uh, uh, what conferences are for just to talk with people. So people see me, they can just go, uh, do a little talk with me. I, I know that I will be doing that as well. As if I'm standing next to anybody, then I'll just go talk to them because that, that's why, why there's a conference. Yeah. Hey, there's one more thing that's on my mind that I want to ask you about. And this conference would probably be a great opportunity for people to, to do this. All of your, um, all of your extensions, all of your, your code for Laravel, used to be completely free to use and you recently started charging for them um do you want to tell yeah. people about what the payment is and uh, and i assume that they can just give you this payment in person if they see you at the conference right yeah yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's no problem so um we have a lot of laravel packages like uh like we already mentioned uh during this talk um and they were all free but uh since i think two weeks we uh we've been asking uh, to uh, to send us postcards of the of your hometown. So if one of our packages makes it into your production environment, you are required by the license of our package to send us uh, a postcard of your uh, your hometown. And what we are going to do with those cards is uh, we're currently redesigning our company website, and on the open source page of the of the new site. We will put uh, we will put screenshots of the cards and where they were sent from. So uh, that's a neat little project. So if you meet me at Laracon and use uh, one of our packages, give me a postcard. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> a small price to pay for such great work. <laughs> yeah, I um, think so. Too. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of uh, so. There's an old American movie, so you may not know of it, and I wonder how many of our listeners are going to know about it. The, Steve Martin was in this movie called The Jerk, and he. Uh, he went to work for a uh, for some guy at a gas station who let him like sleep in a spare room or something like that. And he said, "Well, how much is this going to cost me?" And the guy said something like, "If you ever get rich, you know, send me a postcard, right?" So then later in the movie, Steve Martin has this invention and he gets all this money and uh, and he sends the guy a postcard. So they show the guy like you know he's at the gas station, the mail gets dropped off, and he looks and he's like, "Huh, yeah, sure enough, the guy sent me a postcard. That was what he did." So I don't know why cool. that reminds me of that, but. Uh, a funny movie for sure. Well, uh, thank you so much for being on. I, I thank you again for the, the the backup stuff and all the other things that you've done. And I'm sure that your talk is going to be awesome. I am not going to be there because I'm over on this side. So I just went to Laracon US uh, a couple weeks back. But uh, I, I know it's going to be a great show. Um, and uh, everyone that's been to it has always said great things about it. So if you're if you yourself are going, then uh, you know I think you've got definitely you should be sitting in on this session. And uh, everyone's going to have a good time. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, awesome. Hey, uh, one more thing while I think about it. You mentioned right before we started recording that there's kind of like a free-for-all session and that you were going to try to talk at that too. Do you want to mention that real quick? Yeah, so um, 
Laracon EU will have an uh, Uncon this year. So if you don't know what it is, that's just basically an extra room in the conference where everybody is allowed to speak. There's uh, usually uh, a schedule in front of uh, the door of that room where you can just put uh, your name at uh, in a time slot and then you can just talk about whatever you want. And I can really recommend if you if you want to start speaking, just uh, try it at, at an Oncon. The length doesn't matter. The, the level of the talk doesn't matter. It's just for you uh, to practice. Um, as uh, an attendee of, of a conference, I've seen some pretty great talks there by, by beginning speakers. And yeah, this year I'm going to try, if there's a little room left, to uh, give an Oncom talk as well about, uh, about our dashboard project we, uh, we made a couple of, uh, of months ago. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. I wish every, every conference had, a, had an Oncom. That sounds really cool. I'm going to have to talk to Sean about that and uh, see what he has to say. That sounds like a neat idea. Well, thanks again yeah. for, uh, for being on the podcast, and uh, we'll have to have you on again. I know there's plenty okay. of stuff you've got to cover, so uh, I look forward to seeing what's next from you. Okay, till next time, Jack. All right, thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, speaking of Laracon EU, Eric, did you hear uh, Taylor mentioned, I guess, that uh, that is, in fact, going to be the official release date for 5.3? Yeah, that's that's the rumor. Um, he, I believe, I, I seen it on Twitter. He said that he's going to make make the official announcement there. Um, so that you know should be probably that either that Monday or Tuesday, whenever his first talk is. Awesome. Uh, so if you're listening to this episode, which is episode 24, just so you know, episode 25, assuming that five three actually does ship between now and then, uh, is going to be all about five three and kind of how things laid out in the, the final thing. We're hoping to have some special guests on that show as well. People who have been kind of blogging and doing things with 5.3 so far. Um, one of our guests I'm hoping to have on is Jason, is it McCreary? Uh, I think he's the guy that did that Laravel shift. Have you seen that before? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he gave the talk at Laracon US uh, on YAGNI. <laughs> I forget what that, what was that abbreviation yeah, for? Yeah, I can't remember either. You're not going to need yeah. it. That's what it is. You ain't going to yeah. need it. You ain't going to need it. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good talk. He was a good, uh, he was very personable. Uh, so just a reminder, because I guess that shift service, the people who have used it say it works pretty well. If you're not familiar with it, it's that thing that lets you upgrade Laravel from one version to another. Mm -hmm. I guess he must have written a bunch of like find and replace scripts that do everything magically. Yeah. I'm not sure how it works, but yeah, I've heard the same. I heard it works well. Yeah, yeah, me too. So awesome. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And uh, this episode is probably going out a little early. So I would guess that we'll see you in just a little bit over two weeks. We'll try to get back to our regular every other Tuesday schedule. Have a great week. This concludes this episode of the Laravel News Podcast. If you like the show, please rate it five stars on iTunes. If you have feedback for the podcast, please email us at podcast at laravel-news.com. Thanks for listening.